To discuss today's headlines, I'm delighted to welcome back Alex Wong, the director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Hi, good morning, Stuart. And Frederick Chu, who is managing director at Magnum Research. Good morning, Frederick. Good morning, gentlemen. And I can see Alex in our Admiralty studio wearing a rather snappy shirt this morning, Alex. What prompted that? Oh, this is uh, just a normal day, so uh, wearing, some, wearing something colourful is make, make, make it more, more better, uh, yeah. Well, I think it makes us all all feel better because, um, well, such a miserable day outside. It's nice to see Alex bringing in a bit of colour and sunshine. Anyway, this is I can see it. I know. Well, we'll get a picture for everyone. How about that? Anyway, this is money talk, not fashion talk. So let's start with the questions. First of all, Friday's US job figures came as a shock and caused panic. Is the reaction overdramatic or is the drama justified? Alex. Actually, on that day, the equities market turned around uh, after the market examined the data more closely. I think uh, people uh, like the uh, slowing wage growth. So that's why we are seeing a um, seeing we are buying in the inequities uh, in the later sections. So I think uh, uh, people would still be cautious because uh, the overall stock market is still quite resilient. But I think uh, the um, wage growth probably would um, would, would, would help to relieve uh, some um, concern about further rate hike. So probably people would still be data dependent and look at the inflation data more closely. But uh, recently we have uh, some retreat in the commodity markets and also other inflation data actually are more quite friendly. So probably uh, I would not be too concerned about further rate hike. Okay, so you think the reaction was probably over dramatic. But if you look at the headlines, they were very dramatic, weren't they, Frederick? Yeah, I, I, my view is also mainly on the wage growth, uh, which is not really growing. So um, even we see more job openings, which is, you know, uh, uh, correspond to the fundamentals of, of uh, what, what the U.S. US economy is performing, which is uh, still quite resilient, uh, to be honest. Um, but uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the growth of the wage is it's limiting, you know, some, some sort of the upside uh, worries. Uh, but uh, my my view it's kind of uh, you know a, a little bit uh, more on uh, you know probably one more twenty five basis point rate hike uh, for 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 uh, before we close this year uh, mainly on the uh, inflation side we see the uh, inflation in the U S has been picking up since June and uh, given what's going on in Middle East right now I think uh, that's going to be uh, spike up the uh, crude oil price. Uh, maybe back to the September high level or even higher. Um, so I think that there will still be a, a you know high, quite likely chance uh, for you know a modest uh, rate hike. Alex, are you aligned to that? A 025 percent increase by actually, the end of the year? Actually, I think uh, the Fed problem may have been done because uh, recently we have a very strong surge in Treasury yield, and that I think is equivalent for for a rate hike already. So probably uh, they would be cautious because if they push. The weight higher, and then if the treasury yields are goes even higher, I think uh, that would be bad, uh, and and that probably may not be reversible because uh, right now people are thinking about the risk premium of investing in uh, treasuries, so I think uh, they need to be cautious in rate hike because uh, I think uh, the downtrend in the treasury would be something of a concern. Yeah, I find it very interesting how the media react, even the business and financial press, where they really focus on um, something and turned it into a drama that, when you look at the bigger picture, maybe didn't need to be a drama. 
Anyway, let's talk about the other shock that happened um, over the weekend, which was the attack from Hamas on Israel on Saturday and Israel announcing it's at war with them. How do you see that impacting the global markets in the short term and when and if it escalates? Frederick? Yeah, I think it comes in quite a surprise Although, you know, the whole thing may not be a surprise attack, it's you know, obviously it's been planned that, uh, for for some time. Uh, but I think the, um, would it be a very, you know, long lasting impact? I think probably just uh, an extension of the, of the uh, Russian Ukraine. Uh, but it depends on how, you know, the, because Israel, it's, we're coming down into a little bit of politics, yeah, Israel, it's quite, you know, um, standalone within the, uh, you know, Arabic community. Uh, so it depends on how things are to be settled on both sides. Uh, but I, I don't, uh, it would, apart from a short term um, uh, impact on the energy, uh, I think it's too early to, to, to like draw a conclusion, like what sort of uh, impact will be on the global markets. I, th okay. I think, I think uh, yes, yeah, we, we'll be able to wait and see on that. Well, Alex, let's draw a worst-case scenario in that Iran does get involved. Would that take things on a different level to the markets? I, f I hope so. It would not probably, but because we have already seen uh, the the Western Ukraine case, and and we we see that uh, that probably the spike uh, cannot last too long because right now uh, the the spike in oil prices probably would would just be um, supply issue. I think the demand side actually is getting weaker. So uh, it just in the worst case scenario, probably we may have some spike, but uh, that would further weaken the demand. So probably. Uh, the impact may not last too long because we have the experience last year that uh, the Western Ukraine scenario, although the spike actually was much stronger than this time, uh, it does not last uh, as, as people expected. So I think uh, people probably would not speculate too much on 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 the on the on the spike to be sustainable. So I think uh, speculative interest would not be too much. So hopefully, uh, even in the worst case scenario, we will not have a very high oil price. Okay, and that's a really good point. There are similar things that have happened in history that we can learn from, but I think we have two very relaxed guests here today, which is nice. Anyway, more bad news. Let's see if you're still relaxed about this one. More bad news is coming from China's property giants, Evergrande and Country Garden. Where do you see this going? And do you think authorities will intervene if necessary to save them? Alex? I don't think the authority will save uh, Evergrande or Country Garden because the hole is too big. And I think they would just uh, try to protect their home by interest. So bondholders or equities, I think, uh, probably would, would not be saved uh, in, in the case of uh, uh, collapse. So I think uh, 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 probably this would dampen the, the, the investors' interest into those um, financial instruments. But I think uh, uh, probably they would try to uh, protect the home buying interest and try to um, protect the confidence on other um, probably state-owned uh, developers. So do you think they might step in and complete the hundreds of thousands of unfinished homes across the mainland that are being built by those two developers? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they probably they would just do that, but I don't think uh, they would help to um, uh, repay those uh, investors or bondholders. Frederick, do you see it the same way? Yeah, I see 
pretty much the same way. I don't, I don't think I don't see any surprise in anything going on with uh, these uh, developers, uh, you know, on on an ongoing basis, which is, um, you know, cracking down. Uh, and uh, from the state's perspective, uh, even if they would have to, you know, uh, chime in, they would probably chime in on the projects, uh, like which is the unfinished homes. Uh, for the developers itself, uh, you know, this, this comes down in, you know, uh, more of this kind. I, I'm not, I'm not surprised to see that. Okay. I don't think the market would be too surprised to, to react. Well, let's see how it unfolds. Now, the Hong Kong exchange was closed. I think it was for the third time this year due to adverse weather. No, the government is working on changing this. But in the meantime, how badly does this actually undermine the city's appeal as a financial centre? Frederick. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's quite awkward uh, for stock exchange to be closed on on adverse weathers. Uh, but I think would that be because we probably don't have a very sophisticated, uh, you know, electronic uh, trading system hmm. uh, uh, on on the on the say uh, you know uh, like like a like a good enough blowback system that that we can that we can trade uh, for twenty four hours. Yeah, if we could beef up on that, right? I think it's the small family firms, isn't it, Alex? Yeah, I think uh, that would be opposed by many small firms because uh, they probably need to do a lot of infrastructure spending. So I think that is the resistance right now we are facing. Yeah. Do you think the government would help them out if it does change the regulations? Uh, I don't think the government would try to help them out properly because no. uh, because government is actually uh, facing some public finance problem right now. Yeah. yeah. Good point. In more positive news, there is some out there if you look hard enough. Uh, Bloomberg's trade tracker shows only four out of the 10 indicators sat in the below normal range in early October, compared to six below normal in August. Bloomberg uses measures across shipping, sentiment and export uh, volumes to um, feed into this data. Could this mean global trade is showing tentative signs that the worst of the downturn is behind it, Alex? Uh, I think uh, hopefully we will see some impact of those um, measures uh, released by the Chinese government. So probably we are seeing some normalization. Probably uh, those um, measures are helping uh, rebound in Chinese economy. So that's why I think probably we may see some more activities uh, across the globe. Okay. Frederick. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, it, uh, the the, cons- the, consum- the the consumption power in, in China is not really as bad as what we think um it, it's just the sentiments is is quite killing at the moment okay so let, let's hope that that could be a uh, you know turn around um, I, I mean i don't know how much you know about bloomberg's trade tracker but is this a good indicator of how things might pan out frederick yeah let's hope so yeah Alex, are you familiar with the Bloomberg trade tracker? Actually, no, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I only was the other day, mm-hmm. I must admit. But I was looking for something positive to add a question for today. Anyway, it's going to be a very busy week this week with earnings and data from the US. What are you particularly interested in seeing, Frederick? Um, I'm more interested to see on, uh, you know, the, the broad S&P 500 and, and NASDAQ as um, to me, I, I, I see it's it's going um, up to a, a kind of uh, a midterm resistance uh, for S&P. It's, you know, it's around 4,320, uh, 20, 30 points. Um, so whether 
you know, the earnings report this week can help to break it through. Uh, likewise, on the on the Nasdaq, it's um, resisting at the uh, 50-day moving average, and uh, uh, because both index has showed strong support uh, in the, in the past uh, one one or two weeks. Um, so I'm interested to see whether this could be a breakthrough. And there's some earnings reports, some pretty big companies. Any you're particularly interested in seeing on the company side, Frederick? Um, uh, maybe for, uh, on Friday, uh, uh, the financial, uh, uh, financial, uh, uh, the banks and the and the financial service companies. Yeah, uh, like like BlackRock and Citigroup. Um, uh, yeah. Are you optimistic that the earnings will be good? I'm reading a lot of negativity about them, actually. Um, no, I don't have a particular view on that. How about you, Alex? Yeah, but let, let, let's hope so. I think uh, they probably have the worst days over. I think uh, mm. uh, right now uh, we have a... Uh, um, but treasury markets probably uh, the uh, intermediate roles of banks actually would be, would, would be more important now because uh, people probably people would uh, like to put their monies on the deposits and, and not buying bonds, corporate bonds, I mean. So very likely we would see a uh, uh, more activities by banks. So I think uh, looking forward, uh, probably we may have uh, better guidance, I think. And also the use bad luxury may widen. So I think uh, the... The, 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 the outlook ahead probably would be better for banks, I think. OK, well, thank you, Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management, and Frederick Chu, who is Director, Managing Director at Magnum Research. Thank you for giving us your insight on today's headlines. Still to come in your 